Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show well okay here we go you know what's important what's what can be a huge part of your success is if you if you find a balance if you find a balance in your life that's that's been very important for me. And I've really never phrased it this way until now, but I was kind of thinking about it after my wife and I. I mean, we set up one night recently, man. You know, I often come on here, and this is kind of an inspirational moment of the show, and I, I try to remind people about that most important relationship between you and God. And that's, that's the apex of it. That's, that's, the, that's the top of the crown. You gotta form the relationship with God. If you don't, everything else struggles. It's hard to be a good husband without God. It's hard to be a good family man without God. It's hard to be successful without God, man. It's hard to be hard to get through this thing called life without God. So that's clear. But at the same time, you can't talk about God twenty four seven. You got to go to work. Come on, man. Let's just be real. I ain't I ain't your pastor. And I ain't at your church. But let's just be real about it. You know, people tell you you got to keep your mind stayed on him and all like that. That's that's a true statement. Got to keep your mind stayed in that area. I don't, I'm not here to tell you how to live, but you got to keep your mind stayed in that area of God, of doing the right thing, caring about people. That's what I took it as. Now, I could be wrong. I apologize if I'm not saying it the way you've been taught. I can only do me. Now, but after that, you got to go to work. You got to have some fun. You got to take care of your business. 
And that's the balance you have to find. So it, once you focus on shoring up your relationship with God, you got you to gotta balance this now. Now you got to allocate some time, I don't care who you are, for your family. If you're going to have a family, you got to allocate some time for them. See, we can't just marry these women or make these kids and then neglect them. And fellas, especially if I'm talking to men out here, and ladies, you can listen too, but uh, listen, if you find yourself struggling in your life, man, and you can't seem to get it together, let's just go over a couple of things. The first two things, if you find yourself struggling, you can't seem to pull it together and reach your goals and get to where you want to go, let's, let's just do a, a check. How is your relationship with God? And then next, how much time are you taking to allocate for your family? Now, your family don't always live in your house. But if you made them, they're yours. And the responsibility to them is never lessened because you don't stay there no more. Because you and the girl broke up. You and the woman don't speak. That, hey, man, that don't ever release you from the obligation. Feel me when I'm telling you this now. Because I'm not telling you something I'm wondering about. I've had to live through them years. So two things you can start looking at. If you're not where you want to be and you ain't, you ain't really solid, you can't figure out why you keep spinning your wheels. Have you just done a random inventory, man? Have you just checked on your relationship with God? Have you checked on the time you're spending dedicated towards your family, your children that you created? If, if them two things is out of sync, man, that I can tell you right now, you can go on and get to explaining yourself away just like that. Hey, man, how come you ain't where you want to be? Well, because, man, I really ain't. But if you really ain't, then you really ain't. The third thing is you got to allocate the necessary time for your business. You got to handle your business. All of this, man, is, is the way it works. And the order, the order is God first. Family second. Then you got to handle all your business. But as men, this is what we do. If I don't handle my business, I can't take care of my family. True statement, but if your business is in front of your family, you out of order. Now, nah, that's all we're talking about now, ain't it? See, that's that's all we really saying here now, fellas. You know, you know, I mean, I mean, come on, man. You know, let's let's have a real conversation about being better. You know, if you done created these children, you gotta handle your business. You may not like the girl no more. You and the woman might have broken up. Y'all might go your own way. But what that got to do with the child, though, man? You got to handle your business. They got to know who daddy is. That's your obligation, man. And God ain't letting you off the hook for that. Try it. Go ahead and try it. And, and think you're going to get off the hook with that. Because you're not, man. You're just not. I'm sorry, man. Dog, Steve, why you coming like that? Because I did it like that. I did it, man. I was over here trying to reshape my life, get myself up on my feet. When I was homeless, man, and trying to come back, man, I thought I had to take care of me first and then so I can neglect it, caring about them kids. Man, that ain't how it worked, man. God kept his knee on my neck for a long time for that one right there till I finally learned the lesson. Hold up, man. Put these phone calls in. Go spend some time. Do something. And, and it started turning around for me. You know, I can't be there all the time because I am out here on the grind and the hustle. But at the same time, man, some more phone calls, some more letters, some more ha-ha-he-he's, something. 
then take care of your business, man. You got to work hard to be successful. You know, I, sometimes I don't put that in there. I just live it and I expect my sons to emulate that. But I got to talk to them all the time. How hard you got to work to be something. It's an all-out assault on it, man. If you got a target in mind, you got a goal, you got to wake up every day trying to get there. And you can't get tired of it. Because it's, 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 it never ends. You're going to always be this way. That's how life is designed and set up. You got to be a hard worker, man. If you're always looking for some time to chill and, man, I want to go do what I want to do, you ain't going to make it. In order to be successful, you have to do a series of things that you're uncomfortable doing. And work is the thing that most of us are uncomfortable doing. It's so much easier to chill. Man, I wish I could kick back with a cigar, man, all the time. But I can't, man. I can't. Because I got to work. Then the last piece of the balance pack balance piece is you got to take some time out to enjoy yourself. But if you ain't where you want to be, you ain't got a lot of time to enjoy yourself. Quit thinking, man, that this balance is even. It's a whole lot of God, a whole lot of family, a whole lot of business, and a little bit of chilling. The chilling can't be equal to the family, the business, or your God. If the chilling is equal to any of them, you ain't going to make it. Quit chilling, man, and go to work like a man. Do what you're supposed to do. Work on your family. Work on your relationship. Work on your God. Work on your business. And then when you chill, you might not chill as long, but you sure going to chill bigger. You're going to ball bigger, baby. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is it. I don't know why I'm on one this week, but I am. Here I go. I can turn a gray sky blue. I can make it rain whenever I want it to. I can build a castle from a single grain of sand. I can make a ship sail on dry land. But my life isn't complete and I'm so blue. Cause I can't get next can't get next to you, girl. Can't get next to you. Ah, can fly like a bird in the sky. Hey, I can buy anything that money can buy. Oh, I can build a river into a great big fire. I can live forever if I so desire. I just felt like it. <laughs> Why was okay, I doing the moves? Right. <laughs> Morning, Shirley. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Dennis, Otis, David, oh, Eddie, Melvin. Call oh. a favorite group, call it for real. Oh, the mighty, mighty temptations, baby. You was hitting Eddie, though. You was hitting corn, yeah. that falsetto. Uh-huh. You was yeah, I don't know it. how. I don't know where that came from, because that's been gone years ago. Man, when I was about 15, 16, oh, I you had a falsetto. It? My brother actually thought I was going to be a singer. What? Wow. Yeah, and then it fell off real fast after that. <laughs> and then that's soon when as, you went to the hard notes. That's yeah, as soon yeah. as he said, boy, you might could be a singer. <laughs> I was just that one good day I had. <laughs> Junior. Morning, Unc. Morning, everybody. Nephew Tommy. What it do, man? What it what do? It do, yeah. nephew. What's happening? Hey. 
I can make the seasons change just by the wave of my hand. Oh, I can change anything from old to new. Things I want to do the most, I'm unable to do. But oh, happy am I with all the powers I possess. Cause girl, you're the key to my happiness. And oh, oh, I. Oh, that's like that wow. dude that was on Apollo. That he was doing the temptation by himself. <laughs> when you was on Apollo, uh, that one yeah. dude that did the temptation all by himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, Earthquake posted that. That's a throwback yeah. too. <laughs> they just gave him. They just let him go because his effort. He had an Apollo effort, man. Because he couldn't really sing, uh-huh. but he had no. such an Apollo effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, black people, say, we love the temptations, so they gave him Come a on, boy. Uh-huh. You know. And they, and they, yeah, they let him run. I was concerned with him over there, because I have seen him boo your clothes off. <laughs> oh, boo you nudity. <laughs> you miss... Just like Floyd Mayweather and Nate Robinson, Floyd said he appreciated Nate's effort. He said he's going to train him now, too. See? Train who? Hey, yo, Nate, Nate, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm just telling you what Floyd No, no, no Floyd, yeah. Nate. Uh-oh, we got to go. Stay Sorry. out of this. <laughs> Coming up in 32 minutes. Talk you into this. After the hour, ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right before we get to the CLO, I... And, uh, Steve, you have an announcement. And I have to tell you, don't forget that our forever president is coming up. We got to talk about that, too. Barack Obama. Now, now let me just say something. Go ahead. It would be almost as important as Barack Obama coming up. What? Really? What? What could be more? Floyd Mayweather (laughs) then said he willing to train Nate Robinson. Yeah. Floyd. Uh-huh. Don't uh-huh. waste your damn time. <laughs> Get one of your kids. Train one of your kids with some Mayweather blood in them or something. <laughs> Do not waste your time trying to teach Nate Robinson how to fight. That ain't what Nate do. He's not trainable. He can help He's not teachable. You think he can help him? Yeah. No. Oh, he can make him better. Oh, he'll be better than he was. But okay. that ain't going to be worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what Nate he Robinson really sucks, did. Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. He has no clue what that is. Wrong shoes. He ain't got no jaw. He can't mm-hmm. take a shot. He can't oh. throw a straight jab. He, he never had his ass whooped before. And the one ass whooping he got was final. And in front of the world. <laughs> no, you got knocked out with a boxing glove on. If a dude hit you with his bare knuckle, Oh, even to crack your head. Well, go ahead. Let's play CLO. All right. Yeah, yeah, this is your favorite segment. And don't forget, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, at the top of the hour, our forever president, Barack Obama, will be on with Steve to talk about his brand new book, A Promised Land. All right, Steve. CLO. Yes, I'm excited. This one is from Corey in Mississippi. You're ready, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I've been married for 16 years. My wife and I own a liquor store and a nail salon, and there's a small space in the back of the nail salon that we haven't decided what to do with. My wife went behind my back and had a contractor look at the space, and when I found out, she told me that she's opening a lash studio in that space. Uh, we're equal partners in other businesses, but she never does any work at either one of them. So now she's trying to 
make her own money without me. This doesn't sit right with me. And I told her I'd take her to court over it. Am I right or wrong? Doug, you ain't got to take her to court over it. All you got to do is get, get, all you got to do is walk up to the contractor. You ain't getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) Doug, I don't understand why you, Doug. No, 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 listen to me. Ain't nobody finna pay you. Yeah. <laughs> so see, so I, and I don't think it's a court issue. No, I don't know how y'all going to court, and I, I, I don't know about the lashes and nails. I don't know how y'all's business is doing if it's working well, but I bet it ain't topping that liquor store though. Not in the sip. <laughs> but, liquor yeah. stores are big in Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, Memphis, Chattanooga. Yeah. <laughs> Through up with them on the corner. Why don't y'all expand the liquor store? <laughs> They do a bar that's BYOB. <laughs> He's pretty bitter, though, talking about court. You're right. Yeah, you ain't got to do that, man. Yeah. Okay, Shandrea in Memphis says, I'm a 34-year-old female, and I was dating a 60-year-old married man, 60-year-old married man. Uh, his wife found out and called me and asked me to meet with her. I felt so bad that I agreed to talk to her face-to-face. I was shocked at how beautiful and put together she is. She said her husband cheats all the time, and she loves him so much that she would never leave him. She offered me $1,500 if I'd leave him alone. I genuinely liked her, so I promised her I was not going to see him anymore, and I told her to keep her money. I'm trying to keep my promise to her, but her husband won't leave me alone. Should I tell him I met his wife and told her everything? Get the uh, money, though. Why you leave yeah, the money? $1,500, that's a what nice bitch. Pair of shoes right there. Let me hold fifteen hundred to the money. <laughs> Will you stop? First thing I'd have said. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm gonna leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I don't. You know, I think it was a smart, cool thing of you not to take her money. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think you should just leave the guy alone. Just say, hey, look, I met with your wife. I really respect her. I felt bad about what I'm doing. And uh, she told me about how you are, and you see in other people. So go see them other people. But she loves you so much, she ain't gonna leave you. So, but I'm not gonna be a part of this anymore because there's a righteous side of me, and I respect the lady, and she was beautiful, and I felt bad, and so I'm out. That's all you got to do. Right. You don't have to continue to see him. You do know that, don't you? Right. <laughs> She's 34. He's 60. Wow. Oh, and I know what he's doing now. I know what he's doing. What's it saying? I mean, what? I'm 63. You know, he he got he got you know. There's something happening in there. You know. He got some moves. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. He went all Ohio players on. Oh, that. he ever. <laughs> heaven must be like this. <laughs> Somewhere to rest my mm-hmm. aching mind. Let's go, Shirley. All right, May in Richmond, Virginia says, I've been married for four years, and I found out that my husband pleasures himself when I'm not home. When we got our new alarm system, a tiny stationary camera came with it. We put the camera in the den on a bookshelf, and we'd log in to see what's going on at home when we're away. Well, yesterday I was at work and remembered to check the camera. I couldn't believe what I saw. My husband was on the couch, <laughs> naked, and pleasuring himself. He yeah. must have... He must have he damn sure did. He must have forgotten that the camera was there. Uh, is it weird if I tell him what I saw? Should I keep it to myself and move the camera? 
Let him have well, it. Well, I, I mean, you put the camera in there for what? I mean, I, I you know, he was in that naked, you know. His house. I it mean, I, house. I know it's I couch. ain't forgot about no damn camera. Maybe he was making a movie. <laughs> maybe he wanted you know, her You never to know. It. You know, maybe he said, I hope she tuned in watching him. <laughs> Looking right you know, at the camera. I mean, you know, it might be something spicy for your relationship. The good thing is, you know, wasn't nobody else. He was by himself. Right. You know, right, he was right. by himself, you know. Probably was thinking mm-hmm. about you. You know, a couple mm-hmm. things has to happen, you know, to be able to put that together. I, oh, but don't I, be scared to, to, to approach hell him. Hell no. You no, know, that's your I, husband. Yeah. I saw you. What was you doing in there? Yeah. I saw you. What was you thinking <laughs> about? Why was your eyes All right. rolling back? Thank you, CLO. <laughs> Coming up next, the nephew, nephew Tommy, with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, President Obama will be our special guest. He's going to talk about his new memoir. I have it. It's called A Promised Land. He's going to talk about the election and more. We cannot wait. Our forever president, Barack Obama, at the top of the hour. But right now... Time to have a little fun with the nephew uh, and today's Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, nephew? Christmas decorations. Christmas decorations. Let's okay. go. Hello? I'm trying to reach Cecil. Yeah, this is Cecil. What's going on? Hey, uh, this Manny, man. I live like about four or five streets over from you. This Manny. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, uh, I see you, you You got your Christmas lights up, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I got them up. I got my whole little theme and everything set up, man. It, it's looking real good. Okay, let me let me ask you something, man. The theme you got in your yard, where you get that idea from? What you mean, where I get them from? The idea, like you got a snowman, you got Santa Claus, some reindeers, you got your whole house decorated, you got Jesus with the manger and, and the... Uh, the wise men around him. Where did you get your idea from? I'm 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 lost. What you talking about, man? You you asking me where I got a theme from? I mean, you you trying to imply something? I'm I'm, a- I mean, I'm asking you a question. Where did you get the idea from? I made mean, this up. Jesus and the manger, you know, that represents Christmas, man. You go with a theme that's Christmas-based, man, and that's that's Christmas-based. Jesus is Christmas. Hey, what, what's what's going on, man? I, I, who are you? Where you get my number from, anyway? I'm, I'm, I'm Manny, man. I'm Manny. I got, I got your number from one of the people that live on your street. And I'm just asking you, uh, on the real, where you get this idea from? I made this idea. I made this up, man. I made this up. This is the second time you asked me where I get this idea from. What are you trying to imply? Okay, here, here go the real deal, dog. The same thing you got if you come four streets over, I got the same thing in my yard. And it looked like you done stole my idea. And see, what, what you ain't going to do is try to win Christmas yard of the season and you done stole my idea. That's the problem I got with you. No, the problem you got is life and <laughs> twisted, okay? Because, see, I put this together without you. I, I never even heard of you, Manny, to begin with. Secondly, I've been doing this particular theme in my yard since I've been staying over here. I've been staying over here six years. You ain't had that, you ain't had that theme last year. You ain't had that I last year. I had this theme last year and the year before. And I put myself in the same place every damn time I put it down. You did not have this last year. First of all, who are you to call me and tell me about my theme and about my yard and what you got going on? I know you ain't copying me. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you right now, and I ain't finna go no further. You need to rearrange your theme and get a different theme because you got the same theme I got. No, you need to rearrange your Okay, because I ain't rearranging Jack over here. Hey, man, let me tell you something. If I got to come over there, let me tell you something, man, and I'm being real, as real as I can be with you. 
if I got to come over there and unplug some what? stuff. If you got to what? Come what? If I got to come over to your house and unplug some stuff. Unplug? No, no, no. See, if anything, my foot will be getting unplugged from your First of all, you ain't finna come on my street in my house and disrespect me at all about anything that I got set up in my yard. Secondly, I ain't finna let it go down that way. I tell you what, then I'm just gonna do this here. I'm finna just come over there and, and take Jesus and take the oh, and, and, and no, take them no. wise men out your yard. That's what I'm finna do. You come over this way talking about messing with Jesus and the angels? It's gonna be some real problems. Because first of all, that's like secondly, that's that's the center of the thing. Now, if you want to come over here and you want to try to do something like that, you go need Jesus to help you because there's gonna be some rolling around going hey man, on. You hey try man, to come hey up up, to my yard with the, the bottom line is this right here: you got the nerve to do the same thing I got. I'm four streets over. I'm driving through looking at everybody's hey man, uh, here, man. looking at everybody's hey, scene. Like, like you the man. only I'm one that copies my right? scene. The same way, the same place, every doggone year. Ain't nobody ever told me. Your stuff look like Manny from four, five, six. Who the hell is Manny any way? Manny ain't got no right coming on my street because you don't stay on this street. You going around looking at people still trying to get your ideas, man. You not original. No, no, I'm I'm very original. How long you been living over here? I've been living over here six years. This subdivision was just coming up when I came over here. How you going to tell me you've been running your team longer than I've been running mine? Fool, you crazy. Hey, man, hey, man, man I ain't got time to man. You know what? I got better things to do. I still got some more lights put up. Hey, I got you know a what? Closet. I ain't going to go back and forth. What I'm finna tell you is just right here. I'm finna come take Jesus off your yard. I'm finna no, take Jesus no. in the wild. take Jesus out of my yard. Now, see, now you sounding like one of them crazy people. You talking about taking Jesus out of my life? That's where you got life and messed up. Come on over here. I got something hey, right Hey, man, hey, man, look do. here. Don't turn your lights on tonight. No, my lights gonna be on tonight, tomorrow night, and every other night. Come over if you want to. I got something for you, you man. Just, you done stole my idea. And, you still talking about this stealing ideas? Come on around here and let's settle okay. this. Hey, hey, dog, dog, let me tell you something right now. Jesus and them wise men is coming at your yard today. No. You know what, man? I'm through with you, man. I'm through with you. You know what? Come over here if you want to. Touch my baby Jesus, touch my manger, touch Mary Joseph and the wise men, and I'm going to put the North Star over your literally. Hey, man. Hey. I don't know where you get my number from. And I, who are you anyway? Who is it? Who are you, man? I tell you what, you talking about coming over here, messing with anything in my yard? My is on time, okay? Set to go off every evening at dusk. As soon as it starts getting dark, my going off. Let my not come on tonight. It's going to be some for your Hey, 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 dog. Why, why, why you can't come up with your own theme, man? Why you I can't do my your own thing? Look here, I tell you what, man. Who the are you anyway? We can squat this right now. You stay four, five, three, go. What kind of car you got in your driveway? I'll come find you, little Come deal with you right now. Where you at? Hey, where hey, dog, dog. Wait, right dog. now. Where you at? Well, uh, you know what? Don't worry about where I'm at. I'm going to be yeah, there when your lights come on now tonight. Now, I'm going to come find you. No, your lights ain't coming on tonight. What? Never not come on tonight. It's going to be some problems in your life. It's going to be hard to breathe for you. I'm letting you know this. Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. First of all. Who the are you anyway, man? You done called me out of the blue telling me that you're going to come disconnect my life and steal my major and take my baby Jesus out the man. And who are you? You sitting up here accusing me of stealing your thing? When it's been my thing for all these years, six years I've been doing this, and I don't want best yard three years or three years running in this season? Now, I think you trying to get my... But, but, but see, the problem is you don't want best yard because you're stealing my idea. How can I be stealing your... Man, you, man. You know what? You and your... And I'm ready to deal with your... Right? Hey, hey, hey dog, dog. I, I, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. You stole my Jesus theme, dog. Hold on, wait a minute. How can I have won best yard three years running 
and you saying I got the thing from you. You should have been getting it. You must not be doing it. Okay, right. let, let me let me let me let me go on and say this to you right now, dog. Well, let say me, this. What? Larry on your street told me to call you. Larry. Larry gave you my number. Larry and Tommy told me to call you. Larry and Tommy told you to call me. Do you know who Tommy is? Larry ain't, Larry ain't never missing no name Tommy to me. Who the Tommy? I'm Tommy. I'm nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you just got pranked by your boy Larry, man. Nephew Tommy. From the <laughs> Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Larry did this Larry to told me to call you. He said you win every single Larry year. Did. The Christmas yard in the year, I'm man. Still, but it's kind of funny now. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, uh-huh. Let me ask you something. What's the baddest radio show in the land? Oh, man, hands down, no doubt. <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> Morning show with nephew Bobby. Ha-da. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, President Obama, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody, uh, as promised, our distinguished guest this morning is the 44th President of the United States. He served from 2009 to 2017. But uh, I got news for you. Don't really need an introduction. He's family. He's been on the show before. I guess we've often all wondered, what? Has President Obama been doing since he left the White House? And, of course, besides campaigning for the Biden-Harris team, uh, he's been writing a memoir. And the book is titled A Promised Land. The first volume of the memoir is currently, without a doubt, the number one best-selling book in the nation. So let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. He's here today. Please welcome to the show our president, President Barack Obama. How you doing, man? How you doing, sir? You good? Hey. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Man, I ate I ate everything that I, I I ate stuff I had no business eating. Well, you know that that that's what you do on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I we we had uh we had four pies and and I somehow felt obliged to taste every one of them. <laughs> and uh then had a little trouble sleeping. <laughs> you know, oh, it's yeah. funny how that works. Oh, you, oh, you did! Oh, you did that to yourself. Oh uh, man, you know. But uh, hey, if if you can't do it on Thanksgiving, when are you gonna do it? No, for real. I, I, I look. I wait all year for that. Hey, listen. Look, look. Before I get started, man, we miss you. I, we didn't know. We didn't know how good we had it. We just didn't. And <laughs> we, boy, we know now. This, uh, we'll get into that. But let's. Let, let's talk about A Promised Land. The first volume of your memoir. Uh, right now, everybody's available in print and audio book. Uh, and, and the book, The Promised Land, covers your historic campaign in 2008 and all the major events during your first time as president. Tell us, what, what was the inspiration for doing a memoir now? Well, look, I started uh, shortly after I left office. Um, and... You know, because I, I had written two books before, I felt obliged to write it myself. And, and uh, you know, I'm a slow writer because uh, there was a lot of stuff to write about. And, uh, you know, I always wanted to tell a story that allowed people to see behind the curtain mm. of the presidency, uh, mm-hmm. to understand not just the policy, but also the personal. 
to understand, you know, uh, how it had an impact on me and Michelle in terms of our marriage, uh, how our kids adjusted to it. Um, all the amazing people, you know, who helped us behind the scenes uh, and, you know, who sometimes don't get the credit uh, mm-hmm. for the work that helps to get, you know, a health care bill passed uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, to be able to get bin Laden. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, hopefully, you know, especially young people who read this, uh, who may be asking themselves, how can I have an impact? How can I make a difference? Uh, you know, they'll have, uh, the ability to kind of read this and, and get a little bit of a roadmap about, uh, you know, uh, how all this stuff works. Wow. When did you... When did you first get the notion? I've always wondered this. When, when did you first get the notion that you could be president? You know, look, as I described, you know, I started off in public life uh, as a community organizer. Mm-hmm. And, and I was a little skeptical about politics. And so was Michelle, by the way. <laughs> and, and it was really... Uh, sort of an experiment when I first ran in the state legislature. Let's see how much of a difference I can make doing this. Uh, and, you know, then I ran for the U.S. Senate and I, I won the nomination. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't until I spoke at the Democratic National Convention in 2004. Mm. Uh, I knew it was a good speech, but it really blew up. Yeah. And, you know, that's the speech, you know, where I talked about the audacity of hope and, uh, you know, I think really burst on the national scene. And the way it resonated, you know, I describe in the book just that kind of sense you have sometimes when you know you're connecting with an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. that audience was, you know, millions of people around the country uh, who had tuned in. At that point, the chatter starts picking up. Uh, so that yeah. even by the time I arrived at the Senate, I'm a brand new senator, but people were already talking about, uh, you know, all right, this is somebody who could potentially run at some point. But even by even then, uh, hmm. I didn't think I was going to uh, run right away. And, and I think it was a combination of timing. I had opposed the war in Iraq, which... Uh, you know, made me uh, somewhat unique among, uh, you know, the major candidates uh, or potential candidates. And, and that's where the Democratic Party was moving. Um, you know, uh, so a little bit uh, a combination of, of being in the right place at the right time uh, wow. with, with a message that uh, uh, resonated with people. Wow. Yeah, you know, man, I appreciate you saying that because I've, I've always been curious about that, how that how that notion can even come about is such a such a big step. You were talking earlier about how living in the White House uh, affected your family life in in the book now because you go into this in depth in the Promised Land. You talk about uh, Michelle and your daughters and how living in the White House affected them. Okay, uh, Mr. President, hold on one second. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, sit tight. Uh, we got more with uh, President Barack Obama right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, we're back, everybody. We're talking with our president, President Barack Obama. You were talking earlier about how living in the White House uh, affected your family life. In in the book now, because you go into this in depth in The Promised Land, you talk about uh, Michelle and your daughters and how living in the White House affected them. You, you even share how you had moments of self-doubt and disappointment, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're trying to juggle all this in the family. What what can people pick up from this book through all of this discussion about the family life in the White House? I think that if, if people uh, look at the stories, it, it's a reminder, number one, uh, the president, the, the first lady, or, uh, you know, in some future uh, administration, maybe the first gentleman, uh, right, Kamala Harris is there, so her husband, uh, Doug, he's, he's going to start uh, a new tradition there. Um, yeah, the the kids. Uh, in in our case, it had been a while since there were young kids in the White House. You know, it's still a family with the yeah. same family dynamics, right? And trying to mm-hmm. balance work and 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 uh, family life. And you know, the girls as they were growing up, you know, trying to figure out, all right, how can we hang out with our friends without, uh, you know, dealing with Secret Service, uh, you know, looking over right. our shoulder every minute. And. Right. Uh, you know, so so some of it is is just a reminder that it it is a, a family in a weird situation, but it's still just a family. Um, and and I think part of what I also try to reflect in the book is all the amazing people who behind the scenes are 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 helping us do what we do. You know, I I, I spend some time describing uh, the butlers in the White House. Uh, mm-hmm. All of them. African American or Hispanic, uh, most of them older. Uh, you know, they reminded me of Michelle's uncles. Uh, you know, and 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 Malia and Sasha reminded them of their grandkids. And yeah. you, you know, uh, you know, many of them you know, arrived at the White House when it was unimaginable that there would ever be a, a black family in the White House. Uh, yeah. And and you know, sort of the love and concern and care that they they showed towards us. Um, you know, that I think is also something we wanted to uh, make sure was featured in the book. You know, that's 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 really unique because, uh, uh, you know, people talk to me and they talk about, you know, we talk about different problems. They go, man, that's rich boy problems you got. But when you're the president of the United States, that's a whole nother level. That's not that's that's beyond most people comprehension. All right, uh, Mr. President, if you could hang on just one more time for me. Uh, We want to get the rest of uh, this great interview. We're talking to with President Barack Obama. We'll be right back with more uh, with our man, our friend, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back again, and our special guest this morning is our distinguished 44th president, 44th, 45th, all that. Wish he still was. Personal <laughs> statement I don't have to make. But we're back to the interview. <laughs> you got a family. You got these kids. And like you say, you're trying to trying to create a normal existence for them. But how? How? You're, you're the president of the United States' daughter. Sometimes people ask, you know, what, what are the, the greatest accomplishments of your presidency? Uh, yeah, I always say that the fact that we came out of there and our girls turned out to be kind and smart wow. and thoughtful mm-hmm. and respectful and, and treat everybody with you know, grace and, 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 and love. Uh, you know, that, 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 wow. 
that's something that uh, we're really, really proud of. And you should be, Matt. You know, I've actually seen it firsthand. I mean, yeah, and, you know, uh, not, not, nothing like home training, even when they, the home man. The White House. I mean, yeah. Hey, listen, man, we will. Uh, the Promised Land, this, this book, it addresses a lot of the challenges that our country's faced over the last four years. But you talk about this in your book and you provide insight on how we can move forward as a country and restore our faith in the power of democracy. What, give, give us just briefly some, some of the stuff that, that we can look for in this book about this country. Well, look, uh, and, and, and Steve, I'm going to have to run after this, but the, the, yeah. the reason I call it the prom, a, a promised land is, is just like you know, the story of Exodus, just like Dr. King spoke about before he was shot. You know, we might not get there, but each generation, we've got our, our struggles to, to make this a more perfect union, to make it more free, more just. Uh, you know, we stand on the shoulders of folks like my dear friend who departed uh, John Lewis this year. Yeah. Um, and what I try to describe in the book is that our politics in this country are as divided as any time in my lifetime. Mm. But beneath the, the surface, people still have a lot in common. Mm. Uh, folks still have hopes, dreams. You know, there's a reason why I one Iowa, where it's 98% white. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's because people saw that I was listening to them and, and heard them when they described you know, their worries about losing a job or not having health care or their kids moving away because there weren't any opportunities in their small town or, or you know, worrying whether they could retire or not. And those were the same worries I was hearing in the south side of Chicago, you know, in, in a barrio in L.A., and where I put my faith, and, and hopefully if people read the book, they get a sense of this, for all the things that divide us, we still have a lot in common, but it's just mm. there's a lot of forces that make it hard for us to realize uh, those common aspirations. You know, we got politicians who, who sow division instead of trying to bring people together. We've got a media that knows conflict sells, and so tries to get people angry all the time mm. instead of give people information. Let's face it, the legacy of, of, of racism in this country that, that uh, still can be tapped in by unscrupulous politicians. And we can't just think, okay, we elected Barack or now we elected Joe and Kamala, and they'll fix stuff. Stuff gets fixed because folks are paying attention. That's right. And you know, even if you've got a good president, that good president still needs voters who are allies to put pressure on other politicians to make sure that stuff actually gets done. Uh, and, and, and it's that idea of activism, even if you're not a politician, the idea that you take some responsibility for your community and for uh, future generations, that's more than anything what I'd want uh, people to take away from this book after they've read it, that you have power, you just have to use it. Wow. Well, sir, I just want to say we miss you, man. Please give Michelle our love. We love you, brother. Thank you for everything you did for this nation. You set a mark that it just can't be gotten to, but we appreciate everything you did, brother, for real. Thank you so much, and, and everybody stay safe. We've got more work to do. Everybody's got to take uh, this pandemic seriously. Uh, I hope everybody has a, a safe and a joyful holiday season. Thank you, Mr. President. Hey, give Michelle and the kids our love, man, and uh, you stay safe also, brother.
Oh, wow. Great, great interview, Steve. Ooh, As yeah. always, you did your thing. Yeah, so good to hear President, President Obama. Obama. So good to hear him. Coming up next, Nephew Tommy's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, and we might have to guess who this was written by. Uh, I pretend to be broke, but I'm not. Hmm. Tommy. Bring anyone to mind? Stop. Bring anyone to mind? Stop. I ain't wrong. Tommy. Tommy always faking. Tommy always faking like he ain't got it. Always ain't, saving penny pitching. Got, got plenty of money. <laughs> we'll get into nothing. it. We'll get into it. Uh, Listen to him. Today. I ain't got nothing. Because mm-hmm. right Big now, ass is- house, cars. <laughs> It is your turn, nephew. Uh, you're here with today's prank phone call. What do you have for us today? Ask him I what he left. bought his daughter for her birthday. You know, he always <laughs> do that to me. Ask oh. him what he bought his daughter for, for her well, birthday. Well, you ask him if he does it to you. She's 16. <laughs> I left my medicine. I left my medicine. Let's go, Kev Dog. We're not going to do that. Hello? Hello, my speaker. Clarence? Yeah, is he. Who is this? Hey, Clarence. Uh, um, hey, my name is Sherman, dog. Your house is the one that uh, uh got broke into last week, right? Yeah, man. Just waiting on the police to get back with me. Tell me if they found these people or not, man. So, oh, oh. now, hold on. What's your name again now? Sherman. Sherman. Thurman. Sherman. Thurman. How you, how you hear about it? Oh, uh, no, you know, I, I stay uh, a couple streets over. Everybody in the neighborhood kind of heard that uh, y'all had got yeah. broke in on. Yeah, man, everybody been kind of kind of real good around here, man. It just don't make no sense, man. You go out here and work hard for stuff, and then, you know, people just do you like this, man. It just, I'm just glad wasn't nobody hurt, man. My wife and my son, they, they alive, and that's, you know, that's the best thing, man. So, yeah. you know, try not to cuss with some shit like this happen, you know. I understand, man. I, I you, know, do. You, you stay a couple streets over, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, let me let me let me say this to you, man. I I, I want to say first of all, I I hate what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And, and uh, uh, I I do, man. I you know, and I'm glad your your family and stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Well, hey, man, can I just can I just say this here, man? Uh, and I don't really know how to say it, but uh, I, I was I was with the two dudes that had broke in there. I, I was with them when they did that. Okay, you did you just say you was with the that broke in my house? I, so, so you broke in my house? No, see, no, see, see, that's why I'm that, see that, Clarence. That's what I'm I'm calling you trying to tell you. I was trying to talk them out of it. You know what I'm saying? Well, what the happened? Because they did the. I, I couldn't talk them out of it. But you know, I was. Well, okay. I wasn't in there taking nothing. Is what I'm saying. Okay, 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 okay. Well, who was in there taking it then? Man, I can't, I can't be doing. I can't do that. I can't. See, I ain't trying to get in the middle of that. No, no, no. You, you can't do that. You just called my damn phone. Oh, you can tell me who broke in here. You was one of the. Who else was with you? That, that ain't this. That ain't even the reason why I called, man. I, I, I don't give a damn what the reason you called me. You called me. Broken my. Who, who was with you? Who was with you? Man, I... I'm, I'm, Matter of fact, what street you stay on? No, let, let me say this to you, man. This is the why I called. See, when we was in there, and then they, they started screaming and hollering at each other, then saying we got to hurry up and get out. You know, like I say, I was in there trying to talk them out of that. I don't give a shit 
if you tried to talk them into it. You broke into my... This broke in my house. You... And got the guy my dad to call me. Okay, but listen, man. Listen, listen, listen to me, man. The I'm listening to you for... While I was in there, man, and, and you know, they was we was getting out of there in a hurry, I actually left... I, 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 my, my, uh, my pills fell out of my pocket. My bottle of pills, man, my medicine. And I don't, I don't got no more refills on it, man. And I need my medicine. That's why I'm calling you to see if you don't mind me coming back over there to get my pills. You don't give a f about your medicine, Mother, this m who gives a about, I tell you what, I tell you, this no. ask me about some medicine. No, I was just caught up in a bad situation, man. I swear to God, if I see you over here, I swear to God, I'm going to beat your ass. No, I'm going to beat your ass. You better be glad my son wasn't in my damn house. Man, listen, man. I'm not trying to get in, have no problems with nobody. I just need my medicine, man. F*** your medicine. You got problems with me. But I don't have no more refills on that medicine. I need my medicine. I'll get sick. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Come come get your medicine. You know exactly where I stand. I'm going to have a front door open. You ain't got to break in this time. Come get your medicine. I swear to God, you're going to need more than just that medicine. I'm going to put some on your ass. I swear man, why are you taking it out on me, man? And I'm the one that was in there trying to talk him out of it. You was with the because that's the point. That's my, bring them too. Tell them to help you come get your medicine. So all I want to do is get my medicine and be through with this. That's all I'm trying to say to you. I ain't trying to start no trouble with you. No trouble. You broke into my house. I'm, you know what? I tell you what. I all this here. I tell you what. Come get the medicine. Come, come, come get the medicine right now. I'm at what? What street you stay on? I bring it to you. Hey man, I'm not finna go back and forth arguing with you, man. I'm finna come over there and get my medicine, and man, you gonna be through with each other. You ain't got to go back and forth. I tell you what. Come on over here. Get your medicine right now. This evening, you're going to need some more medicine. They're going to come break in my house. You broke into my I take care of my wife and my kids in this house. I understand that. And I will not be back in your house after I get my medicine. Who the is you hollering at? Dog, I, I tell you what. You No, 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 no. You ain't going to be back in my house after you get this medicine. You're going to have a permanent new residence. I swear to God, you're going to be living in a cemetery. Listen, I got one more thing I need to say to you before I get over there. Is you listening to me? Say that shit on your way over here. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm on my way now. I, I got one more thing I need to say. Is you listening? The will say it then. That's his nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your sister Bray. <laughs> Hello? Who the f*** is this? <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, class, this nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, your sister Bree got me to prank you, man. Boy, you, you, my, oh, you play too much. I don't believe this. <laughs> oh, man, she said, man, they, they broke in my brother's house. He needs a spirit lifted. She said, come on, call him and get it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, you damn near had you a well with ass. <laughs> Oh, man, boy, y'all wrong for this here. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, let me ask you something. What is? What is the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> it is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Listen, bro, hey, and if the 
that that broke in my house is listening. Uh, you can come back over here. If you left your medicine, come on, come back and get it. I'm at home right now. If they're listening, they can come on back over there now? Yeah, right, right now. Bring your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, y'all wrong for that. Ooh, nephew Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> you play too much for you real. You got the audacity to call me. Audacity to call me. You, you was with him? <laughs> hey, man, he turned. I don't know who he was talking to. <laughs> to call my house. He <laughs> but, but he kept turning around, checking with somebody. <laughs> Am I crazy? <laughs> <laughs> he broke in my house. Say, oh, what you talking about? Just what you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he kept turning, Steve. Yeah. Man, he kept turning around like he, he couldn't yeah. believe this. Oh, man, but thank you, Jesus, though, because I'm finna yeah. kill this dude right now. Gosh. Hey, man, come, come on, on, get your pee. Come on and get it. Right, hey, but he got mad one day. It's brought out like, hey, man, who the hell are you hollering at? Yes, <laughs> yes. Too much going on, man. That's what, man, hey man. Uh, black dudes, black dudes, they don't like when yeah. you holler at them because now you, uh, you that, that starts more fights. <laughs> All right, thank you, nephew. Coming up, my strawberry letter subject I pretend <sighs> to be broke, but I'm not. We'll get into it right after this. Steve, did you write this? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Last hour, President Obama was our very special guest on the show. Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> With Steve, Steve go interviewing Steve. him. Yes, great job. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, the president talked about the importance of voting. And, of course, the countdown is on for Georgia, the Senate runoff dates. Please request your absentee ballot right now. December 7th is voter registration deadline. December 14th through the 31st is early voting. January 5th, 2021 is Election Day. We got to go, Georgia. Vote for Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. These are the people we need in the Senate so Joe Biden our president-elect can do his job effectively, okay? Yes, Lord. Please. We can, if we can get rid of this four years of this hatred, hatred, yeah. Yeah. divisiveness in this country. Yes, sir. It needs to go away. It does, with the person who brought it. Um, all right, we're going to switch gears here. It is time for the Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Let me borrow $20. <laughs> Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, a strawberry letter. <laughs> Thank you, nephew. Subject, I pretend to be broke, but I'm not. We're trying to figure out who wrote this letter. Dear Steve and Shirley, was it, was it Steve or was it Tommy? Come on, we finna see. Dear Steve and Shirley, I've been dating a woman for about a year, and I've been keeping a big secret from her. The secret is I'm a wealthy man, and my girlfriend doesn't know. Before I met her and fell in love, I met a lot of women that were attracted to me because I have a nice car, expensive watches, and tailored suits. I have an apartment in the city, and I started taking women there instead of to my home because my house sits on a lot of acreage in a gated community in the suburbs. 
Uh oh, that could be Tommy. In the past, Hello. I used <laughs> in the past I used my house and flashy things to lure women. But when I turned forty, I wanted to find my soulmate. Uh -oh. The woman well, I'm, I told you who this is now. <laughs> the woman I'm in love with. <laughs> the woman I'm in love with works at a grocery store, and I knew I wanted her the minute I laid eyes on her. She's my age, and she's a beautiful, hardworking woman. So I asked her out. I was afraid to reveal everything about myself, so I started driving my SUV, and I dressed casually around her. She helped me pick out furniture for my apartment and had no idea I also have a beautifully decorated mansion. She knows I have a great job, but she doesn't know about my investments and all of my rental properties in town. As we got closer and closer, she opened up to me about her failed marriage and said it ended because her ex-husband was a liar and here i am lying to her about who i really am she is my soulmate, and she deserves to know the truth but i'm afraid she will think i was testing her to see if she was a gold digger i'm ready to marry her so i want to come clean and show her the real me how can i do this should i just take her to my mansion and yell surprise <laughs> Please advise. Wow, if this isn't a Hallmark Lifetime Channel type letter right here. And I have to tell you, sir, trust me on this. Please trust me on this. She will be fine. She will be just fine. This is a lie that she will kiss you for later. She's not going to kill you for this lie. She will kiss you. It, it, this is a fairy tale every woman dreams about. Every woman dreams about this fairy tale. I mean, you know, we know Cinderella and all that stuff isn't real, but we still allow ourselves to, you know, think about the fairy tale every now and then. We go there from time to time. And this is one of those times, but this happens to be real. I suggest to you that you propose first, let her accept, and then eventually let her see and really know what you're all about. I, I know you've been through others who wanted you just for your money, but she's a keeper. And I just, you know, I just say to you, don't overthink this. She's going to be fine. She'll be fine. Steve? Uh, this is an interesting letter. It because is. this dilemma that Tommy got himself into, Boy. It's, it's like, you know, you have to, you kind of have to look at his side of it, you know. Mm -hmm. I, like, I, I feel this dude in, in, in a way, you know. Um, mm -hmm. He been dating this woman, and he done kept his big secret from her. The secret is I'm a wealthy man, and my girlfriend don't know it. We mm -hmm. could have stopped the letter right here. And just talked to Tommy. And the next line is, and... <laughs> I'm a wealthy man and my girlfriend don't know it. And when you gonna tell her? Because, uh -huh. boy, you probably gonna see some shouting. Yeah. Or I can't believe this is the lottery. Yeah, she's gonna be fine. Dog, Shirley said it best. Trust me, she <laughs> will be fine. This is one lie she wants to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, I know you think I'm broke. But I'm rich. Boy gone somewhere. No, really. I'm rich. Boy, stop saying that you driving the same truck my, my brother got. Yeah, but I got some more houses. Boy, stop. I just helped you pick out furniture for your apartment. But yeah, but baby, but I got more than an apartment. I got rental property. I live in a mansion with a lot of acreage. In a gated what? community. 
What? What? <laughs> and I, I didn't want you to think that I was testing you to see if I was you was a gold digger. You was. <laughs> you was testing her to see if she a gold digger. Mm-hmm. She passed. Mm-hmm. She can't wait to find out she graduated. Yeah. <laughs> With honors. When you tell her you passed the test, boy. She's going to run out of that grocery store. <laughs> you ain't had the sex you going to have. Mm. Woo. All right, hold that what? thought. Hold it right there, Steve. We're going to have part two of your response coming up at 23 <laughs> minutes after. I pretend to be broke, but I'm not is the subject. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. I pretend to be broke, but I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> he ain't. Mm-mm. And if that ain't a thank you, Jesus moment. See, listen to me. Here's a letter about this man that's been dating this wonderful woman uh, for a while. He kept a big secret from him that he's a wealthy man and she don't know it. Now, you know, before I met her and fell in love, you know, he met a lot of women that was attracted to her because of what he had. So he got him an apartment in the city and started taking women to the apartment instead of their home. Cause her house, his house got a lot of acreage in a gated community in the suburbs. And he used to use flashy things to lure women, but at, when he turned 40, he wanted to find his soulmate. So the woman that he in love with now work at a grocery store. And I knew I wanted her the moment I laid eyes on her. She's my age, she's a beautiful, hardworking woman, so I asked her out. And I was afraid to reveal everything about myself, so I started driving my SUV and I dressed casually. She helped me pick out furniture for my apartment. No idea we had a beautiful, I have a beautifully decorated mansion. She knows I got a great job, but she don't know about my investments and all the rental property in town. So now they done got closer, and she talked to you, opened up about her failed marriage and said it ended because her ex-husband was a liar. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here I am lying to her about who I really am. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Lot thickens. Yes. So now That's you going to tell her that that apartment is just a front, mm-hmm. that you didn't really need no furniture. So you got a wonderfully decorated mansion, and you ain't just got an apartment. You got an acreage gated-in mansion in a gated community. And you think, that the reason her marriage failed because her husband was a lie. You don't really think this the lie he walked in there and told her, do you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Boy, say that again, Steve. You yeah. don't really think this is the lie he told her that ended their marriage. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Like all men know, and women don't understand this statement, but they really do. There is a time to lie, Mm. and there's a time to tell the truth. Oh, I understand it in this letter. (laughs) Rarely are those two the same occasion. Yeah. It's either we need a lie or we need the truth. Now, the way men do it, ladies, I'm sorry to tell you this, we decide Uh when it's time for the lie and when it's time for the truth. (laughs) We make that decision based on what we feel like dealing with at that particular day or time. 
for selfish reasons, in other words. Not always. See, right there. That's, See, that's, relationship. that's what Steve just said, though. If you break it down, that's what he just that's said. Not selfish reasons. I just said what, Shirley? You just said you'd lie for selfish reasons, depending no, on what I didn't you can system. deal with at the time. Right, because you, we don't want to hurt you right now. Right. So to You're delay that right. or you put it off, uh-huh. we lie. Uh-huh. Oh, you're so oh, sensitive and sweet. It's not really to protect yourself. Get out of here. So you won't be the we bad lie guy. We, we lie because no. we care, okay? We yeah. love because no. you love us, right? Uh, yeah. About this relationship. Because he loved this woman in this letter that was at this grocery store. He didn't want to take her too fast. You get nosebleed when you go up too high too quick. <laughs> Fix it. Fix it. He yeah. loved her. Yeah, that's right, on. He had loved in her. Can't go from the grocery okay, store right so to the Shirley, Yes, Let's Steve. do a reenactment. Okay. You're starting to notice things about me and ask me questions. You got an idea that I'm rich, but I'm going to play like I ain't. So this is what's been happening all this time. Just to say anything to me that might allude to the fact that I got money, but I'm going to redirect it. I'm going to show you how he's been doing it. Oh, honey, is, is that a new watch? Uh, yesterday, it seems like you had on a Timex or something. Today, you have on, is that a Rolex? Wow, that's nice. Oh. Yeah, I put, I put my Timex in the shop. They get this alone. Oh. Uh, so they gave, they gave you me a this. Rolex? I turned in my Timex. They gave me You're going to have to lie better hey. than that. Now. No, no, no. This, uh, this is how it's been going. This <laughs> this why he in trouble now. Uh-huh. Well, so when I put it in the shop, they gave they me this as a loaner. <laughs> this, this ain't mine. This a loaner. Well, honey, you said we're going to dinner tonight to... Uh, I looked that restaurant up. It's really expensive. I mean, normally you just we just go down the street to the corner and get takeout. What what's the occasion? Oh, we going we going to the IHOP tonight. No, I looked up a way more expensive restaurant than that uh, that you said you were taking me to. Did you forget? Oh no no no! The IHOP is next door to it. That's the address that's closest to it. That's I had Googled that one instead because I just needed to get oh. in the vicinity. Okay. But we're, uh, but we gonna go to the IHOP though. Don't worry uh, about that. Okay. Ask him right. about the private and jet. The, yeah, and you know what? Um, I noticed some tickets that were laying on the the table um, uh-huh. about a trip to somewhere. I think it was Paris or someplace. Uh-huh. Um, mm. are, are you taking me on a trip or are we going somewhere? I didn't think we could afford anything like that, honey. No, that's my mama's name tickets. That's their retirement. <laughs> Oh. You better lie. <laughs> uh, you're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. All <laughs> Coming up, uh, Sports Talk with Junior. All right, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, our girl Carla's reality update. But right now, Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got for us, Junior? All right, I just got it, Shirley. This is Ian, fellas. The NBA leaked out his Christmas Day schedule. Here it is. What? Yeah, we got the Christmas Day schedule already for the NBA. They going back already. Dang, got day, to, catch the up. bubble. Yeah, yeah, this ain't even a break. I don't think everybody coming back to play though. So first off, we got the Pelicans at the Heat. Then we got okay. the Warriors. Wait a minute, at the, the Pelicans at the Heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Miami. Christmas Day. Okay. Then we got the Warriors at the Bucks. That's oh. gonna be a good game. The Nets at Celtics. Then we Nets got the Mavericks at, at the yeah Nets at the Celtics, the Mavericks at the, the Lakers. Mm. All this Christmas? All oh, this gonna be on Christmas Day? Wow! 
Clippers at Nuggets. There you go. That's going to be a good one. So, which wow. one y'all looking forward to seeing? Who are all on the Nets team, Jim? Who on the Nets? Boy. Uh, Durant. Well, Kevin Durant going to be back. Kyrie Irving going to be back. That's it. Um, all the stars in the going. NBA is on display. <laughs> yeah. All the stars, all. they open up, they, all the stars, the Pelicans, uh, Zion, and uh, yeah. the boy Ball. that signed the big contract um, from the Lakers, Ingram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. Yes, sir. Uh, Houston ain't playing this. Warriors no. and the Bucks. that's Steph back. We don't. We, don't they have thought, no, uh, who the hell playing for We don't have no Houston. stars. Uh, don't, don't act like we, why we ain't playing. No, the I'm, they don't we have, got Y'all, hard not gonna be there. Uh, the <laughs> Warriors and the Bucks. That's Steph Curry and Yannick. Yeah. The Nets is uh, Kyrie and uh, Durant. The Celtics is uh, Tatum, mm-hmm. Brown, uh, Kimball. Kimball Walker. Yes. Yeah. The Lakers. You know who that is? Bron and AD. Mm-hmm. And the Mavericks got that new boy, nineteen year old. And then the Clippers, Paul George and uh. Yeah. Cut Kawhi, and then uh, Nuggets got the bad boy. Joe only Pitch. one, only only starring out there playing is Dame Time. Dame, the biggest star that ain't playing. That's it, man. So all the stars gonna be on display on Christmas. But uh, check this out, Snoop Dogg and Dog. Dame colder than all them guards. <laughs> Snoop, Snoop Dogg Dog did such a fantastic job at the boxing commentator. He announced on Instagram that he would like to appear as a real sports commentator. If only someone would offer him a three-year, fifteen million dollar deal. He even called out ESPN, Fox Sports, and TNT. Go ahead, Snoop. Hey, dog, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's That's a great job. All right, thank you, Junior. Carla's reality update at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Tommy, introduce a girl. Uh, It's that time. It's Carla Farrell with what reality update? All right. Thank you, nephew. Okay, Shirley. So here we go. We're going to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. So the ladies are back from their trip in Portugal. And Karen is planning her big wig line, the lunch party Uh that's going on. And and Karen is making boss, boss moves, but she's still working on her marriage to her husband, Ray. And did you see the bubble bath? Scene? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot. That was a little yeah. much. She was taking a romantic bubble bath, mm-hmm. and Who then was? she Karen, Karen from the Real the, Housewives the of Grandam. the Grandam, the Grandam. Yeah, and she's married to an older gentleman, Steve. So she was in the bubble bath waiting for him to come upstairs. It would took him a long time to get up to upstairs. <laughs> to get to that oh, wait, who is this old ass dude? That's her husband. Well, how old is he? He's is he in his seventies? Yeah, Cause, yeah, because yeah, I think she's in her fifties, and 50, they're like twenty years apart. Twenty years apart. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So okay. anyway, they, it was cute. They were trying mm-hmm. to. She's trying to rekindle things in our marriage. They've been having some issues, and you know, they tried to get romantic, and then Ray closed the door, shut out the cameras, mm-hmm. so they can have their little moment. Anyway, so, so they was that's in the hot that. Tub. No, a, bathtub, no, just a oh, regular bathtub, bathtub oh, okay. in, in the bathroom at the house. Seven yeah. mm-hmm. salt in that tub, I know that. <laughs> Wait, what, Junior, what? <laughs> oh, you know good and hell well some Epsom salt now. now. He just went in the tub at 70. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. <laughs> he, closed, he closed 
close that door so that F start getting them joints. That's why he's, <laughs> he's in shape, Junior. Yeah, I don't give a damn what he is, but that Epsom salt was in there. <laughs> it was for a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get to it. Wendy, she decided to tell her mom, you know, Wendy's from Nigeria. Her mm-hmm. mom's Nigerian as well, that she did not want to be, she does not want to be a professor at John Hopkins. John Hopkins University anymore. Mm-hmm. Her mom was like, nah, nah, you need to keep doing that. So Wendy was a little uptight about that, but she finally gave in and decided to support her daughter and let her daughter pursue her dreams and to be a political commentator. And that's what she's starting to do right now anyway. So she has her mother's support. Giselle had a family photo shoot set up and scheduled, but mm. Pastor Jamal Bryant. Uh, miss the photo shoot due to delayed flights, international flight schedule mm-hmm. and everything. And, and Giselle was disappointed, but she didn't really show it. She didn't really express it at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, the girls, the kids, I, I don't know, some little issues with this, with Giselle getting back with their dad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, the daughters are just not all the way on board. Did you get that, Shirley? It's just yeah, it's a weird said- feeling. Right, he hurt their mom, so right. you know so the, they're very protective, protective. over her. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So moving on uh, to the wig party, Monique was not invited. Even that's what Karen told the ladies in Portugal, but she actually was invited. She showed up to the party early, and then Karen rushed her at the party. <laughs> Hurry up, and gave her, told her to go. <laughs> she she let the girl get go. a glass of champagne. <laughs> That was funny, yeah. Yeah, she rushed her out the party because she knew Candace and the other ladies were coming. Mm -hmm. Of course, the drama started when they showed up because Ashley told the ladies that Monique was actually invited to the party and she was actually there earlier. So the Grand Dame was not having problems and drama at her wig lunch party, so she left the party. She left the party that she was hosting. And oh. she left the girls there because she was not having it. So there you go. Real Housewives of Potomac. We'll get to the season finale next week. Real Housewives of Atlanta is coming back Woo-hoo! this Sunday. The ladies of the ATL, they will be back on Sunday night. And get ready. We will update you next week on my favorite reality dating show, Ready to Love. Ready to love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hosted by nephew Tommy. We're going to get all the tea. Tommy going to tell us everything next week. Yes. So there you go. You can follow me at Lips by Carla on the gram, Twitter, all of that social media. We'll talk about all of your favorite reality shows. What you got, Shirley? All right, thank you, Carla. Coming up, more of today's trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, YouTube has revealed its top trending videos of 2020. Uh, any idea what videos come to mind? Uh, top top trending videos this year on YouTube? I'll no. tell you what You mean what funny it, videos? Or just videos, what uh, the top trending videos of 2020. I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you. Because <laughs> I got it Thank right you. here. I, I didn't know this. <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle, his special, 846. Dave Chappelle, it was okay. the most popular ranking in more than 20, not raking in more than 29 million views since it was uploaded in June. Uh, Dave took a serious tone in the special to touch on the death of George Floyd, which inspired the special's title. Uh, in a blog post, YouTube honcho Kevin 
Aloka, Alaka says the comedian's impromptu, socially distant show captured the emotions felt by many as racial injustice protests swept the country. So congratulations okay. to Jay, Love Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Yes, he's so yeah. brilliant. Yes, 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 yes. He nailed that. Man. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Another huge hit on on, uh, YouTube was a Saturday Night Live skit, First Debate Cold Open, generating nearly 30 million views since it was published in October. Um, The sketch poked fun at Donald Trump and Joe Biden's first presidential debate with Alec Baldwin and Jim Carrey playing (laughs) Trump and Joe Biden. My favorite sketches. Alex Baldwin is killing it as yes. Trump. And Jim it. Carrey, too, is Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. CLO. Yes, I'm excited. This one is from Corey in Mississippi. You're ready, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I've been married for 16 years. My wife and I own a liquor store and a nail salon, and there's a small space in the back of the nail salon that we haven't decided what to do with. My wife went behind my back and had a contractor look at the space, and when I found out, she told me that she's opening a lash studio in that space. Uh, we're equal partners in other businesses, but she never does any work at either one of them. So now she's trying to make her own money without me. This doesn't sit right with me. And I told her I'd take her to court over it. Am I right or wrong? No, you ain't got to take her to court over it. All you got to do is get, get, all you got to do is walk up to the contractor. You ain't getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) Dog, I don't understand why you, dog, 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 listen to me. Ain't nobody finna pay you. <laughs> so see, so I, and I don't think it's a court issue. No, I don't know how y'all going to court, and I, I, I don't know about the lashes and nails. I don't know how y'all's business is doing if it's working well, but I bet it ain't topping that liquor store though. Not in the sip. <laughs> but, liquor yeah. stores are big in Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, Memphis, Chattanooga. Yeah. <laughs> Threw up with them on the corner. Why don't y'all expand the liquor store? <laughs> They do a bar that's BYOB. <laughs> He's pretty bitter, though, talking about court. You're right. Yeah, you ain't got to do that, man. Yeah. Okay, Shandrea in Memphis says, I'm a 34-year-old female, and I was dating a 60-year-old married man, 60-year-old married man. Uh, his wife found out and called me and asked me to meet with her. I felt so bad that I agreed to talk to her face-to-face. I was shocked at how beautiful and put together she is. She said her husband cheats all the time, and she loves him so much that she would never leave him. She offered me $1,500 if I'd leave him alone. I genuinely liked her, so I promised her I was not going to see him anymore, and I told her to keep her money. I'm trying to keep my promise to her, but her husband won't leave me alone. Should I tell him I met his wife and told her everything? Get the uh, money though. Why you leave yeah, the money? Fifteen hundred. That's a nice bitch. Pair of shoes right there. Let me hold fifteen hundred to the money. <laughs> Will you stop? That's the first thing I'd have said. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm gonna leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I don't. You know, I think it was a smart, cool thing of you not to take her money. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think you should just leave the guy alone. Just say, hey, look, I met with your wife. I really respect her. I felt bad about what I'm doing. And uh, she told me about how you are, and you see in other people, so go see them other people. Coming up, it is our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. 
(laughs) (laughs) And we'll have some closing remarks (laughs) from the one and only, our fearless leader, Steve Harvey, with his crazy self. Uh, That's coming up at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are at our last break of the day. Before we say anything and before we get to the closing remarks, Steve, um, I wanted to just let everyone know if they missed, if they'd like to hear your interview with President Obama. Again, they can go to Steve Harvey FM and check it out. Steve Harvey you know, FM. If you just want to hear it, talk to somebody that's actually been the president, did a good job, and sound like a president. <laughs> you, just, you, know, if you just want to listen to it over and over and over. I hated to hang you forgot. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hated to hang up. I told him, I said, man, I, I don't. I don't know if we realized how good we had it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But man, right. man, you just missed, man. This, mm-hmm. cause this right here, this has been. Yeah. I, I don't. Even, I don't even know what this is. This has been for four years. The mm-hmm. alarming Fortune. thing to me, though, mm-hmm. what's that? Steve? Is as absurd of a president as he's been mm-hmm. to have that many damn supporters. Yeah. Huh. It's actually yeah. scary, man. Yeah. yeah. It really is. It's Steve. actually yeah. scary because I truly believe now. In government. I too. truly yeah. believe now that it is party over country. <laughs> or yeah. either Absolutely. this Everything. country yeah. is a big part of that party. One of the damn two. And both <laughs> yeah. them statements is the same. Yeah, yeah. either way. <laughs> shocked and appalled at the yeah. number mm-hmm. of people who actually believe that just something happened in this election. That it was rigged. It doesn't. Who has it? Other Republicans who know that, who are uh, election ballot officials, have told you. The mm-hmm. governors of these red states, who are Republican. avid Trump supporters, have yes. told you. The 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 guy that's the head of the election bureau is a staunch Republican yeah. and a big Trump supporter, and he says it at every interview and says we still found nothing. Yeah. But these small-minded people believe everything a liar tells them. I just don't know how gullible of a person you can be. I don't care what black person is talking to me. If you start lying to me, hey man, I ain't got nothing for you. I don't care how dark skinned you are. I don't care how much you've done for black people. If you start lying to me as a black person and, and I'm still the thinking man that I am, why would I follow you? I don't care who you are, and I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's troubling the number of people who follow this man blindly and just with, ignore the facts. It just means ignore the, the science, yeah. ignore the numbers, ignore the computers, the technology, ignore the system. And just because this man said it's a rigged and a fraudulent election, you go, yeah, it's fraudulent. Are you serious? No proof. Wow. No proof. With, it's just like, go ahead. I was just going to tell you this judge in Pennsylvania, he said, you know, uh, attorneys don't pick the president. The people they do. Don't. The voters do. <laughs> the so we don't do. care that you're an attorney for a candidate yeah. that don't like the outcome. <laughs> that don't change. Right. <laughs> the results. And only, yeah. And you only don't like where you didn't win, where you lost. Yeah. That's the only, those are the only places you have do a problem you know, with. That Hillary yeah. Clinton has not opened her mouth about that last election. No. And do you know hers was the direct 
she actually won the popular vote. Yeah, yes. By three million. Yes. And by a lesser margin than the one Joe Biden is winning by. Yeah, because he's exactly. over six million. Yeah. His gap, his gap in some of these swing states were in the blue states were not even as big mm-hmm. as the gap that Biden got over him. And she didn't open her mouth one time. This dude has made a mockery of democracy. And these people who've had slave-owning ancestors are just refusing to understand what that means. This is the same constitution that your forefathers wrote. Your forefathers wrote this constitution that he's supposed to adhere to. But all of a sudden, you allow this one right here to get away with non-constitutional behavior that your yeah. forefathers wrote. Right. You know, that's no rigged all of a sudden. It. No yeah. one's calling him on it. <laughs> I, it's amazing. And I, the two that's shocking me is Rubio down in Florida and yeah. Cruz in Texas. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, man, this coward, Ted Cruz, he's the lowest of all... He, He's lower to me than David Duke. David Duke ran for office in Louisiana as a Klansman, was a grand wizard of the Klan. You know mm-hmm. what's lower than that to me? At least I know where you stand. Yeah. Right. You hate black people, gays, Jews. You hate, you hate anybody that ain't what you consider pure white. Okay, that's your position. You're ignorant. Got it. Mm-hmm. When you stand on the stage next to a man and you say you would never support a man who has called your wife ugly, talked about your wife, and accused your father of being in on the assassination attempt of President Kennedy. And this is what you be loyal to to him. And you you all of a sudden you turn around and reverse your stance on what he said about your wife and your daddy and you supporting him now. Yeah. Boy, Mm -hmm. how you sleeping in here. You piece of lowness that's dog your manhood to me is gone you traded in your manhood for something nah nah, he wants to be president too he can't for all Steve Harvey contests no purchase necessary void where prohibited participants must be legal US residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated for complete contest rules visit steveharveyfm.com you're listening to the Steve Harvey morning show 